Welcome to the Garmaftar show. In today's episode I have with me Ashish Rao Rane who is a cross country rally pilot. Marine engineer turned professional cross country motorcycle rallyist. He is among the very few Indians who have participated in the Dakar rally, the world's toughest rally raid event. The Malay motoclass privateer that he competed in is for those who seek a pure test of spirit and endurance. It's one man one bike and a box of tools 14 days and 8000 kilometers of hard racing with his talent determination and unwavering focus ashish has pushed beyond mental and physical limits and continues to inspire young racers and fans alike thanks for joining me ashish such a pleasure to have you on my show thank you thank you so much for having me garima okay so what's been your journey like you know dakar rally is such a grueling sport and you know you've participated in it as a privateer you know in the malay category as you said um so how's that different well um firstly just competing as a privateer is is so different from having like a factory backup um because you got to focus on so many other things apart from you know just your riding and your training and i think that's the bigger challenge um because there's there's always like a fixed curriculum or you know you can make a good training plan for your for your training itself for the riding for your conditioning and stuff like that but you know everything else around it um the administrative work and putting you know like simple things like you know working on flight schedules and uh, stuff like that visas like given like you know with a uh, indian passports uh, you know you need visa to go anywhere in the world uh, just stuff like that Uh, adds so much of extra work uh, and and takes away so much of time that could be used you know in a in a better way for training so i think that's one of the biggest uh, differences because you got to figure out your motorcycle you got to figure out how you're going to set it up or if you have the means you know hire a really good race team uh, but then you know the budget start going up exponentially when you do that so yeah um, i think that's the biggest challenge but I guess it also teaches you a lot because for from a factory racer's perspective they just have to show up to a race and you know everything's there um and I think this kind of gives me an insight into what happens behind the scenes getting everything organized yourself and it's always a mad dash to the to the start line rather rather than to the finish Totally my god it's incredible how you managed uh, you know the um the rally raid the car which is like so so tough so uh, please tell me so like how were you able to kind of complete the entire you know uh, 14 days and how, how did you you know do well in the in the car so this is for the first yeah. time you you went like you know did you attended it once or like you know a couple of times yeah. 20 21 uh, January 21 which was the 21 edition of the Dakar was the first one for me um but you know actually the the whole thing starts like almost 4 or 5 years back when you actually when I actually formulated that plan to race at the Dakar because you got to qualify I don't come from a motorsport background so I had to make a long term plan of building my profile you know getting the right races done so that I could qualify for the Dakar So it was a long lead up and uh, as luck would have it you know that was the year of the covid 2020 oops right so um yeah it was all the more challenging to actually get to the dakar uh 
some of the like a lot of interesting stuff happened even before I actually made it there because um, I went out like I was I was still sailing back then and I went out sailing just by the end of January and you know by Feb March everything started the world started shutting down and then I was stuck on the ship uh, for almost seven months. Oh my god! Which took away so much of my training time, right? Because I had like this perfect plan in place, uh, but you know. The whole world was out coping and and trying to make do with whatever they could. Yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised in a in a good way that uh, the car was still happening in twenty one because there were so many restrictions. So I got got back like around uh, like September, and I wanted to travel out in October for training in Spain, and there was there was no way to leave the country. Uh, embassies were shut, and uh, you know you couldn't get a visa. Um, but you know, my Dakar entry was in, so I had to find a way. So I ended up wow. actually writing to the French embassy okay. in India. And I explained to them that, you know, I'm racing at the Dakar and, you know, here's the acceptance letter and so on and so forth. And I, to be honest, I wasn't expecting an answer back because, okay. you know, I, I'm sure they get like thousands of emails every day, you know, people asking <laughs> for visas. But I, but I did hear from them. Wow. And, uh, you Absolutely. know, things started rolling and eventually... Um, believe it or not, I had a letter from the Exterior Ministry of France to travel. Oh, wow. Uh, and this was like peak COVID, right? October, like everything was shut down. Damn, okay. And I remember like uh, that flight I took, we were four people on that flight, on the Air France flight. Like just four people on the entire flight. Oh, wow. I've never seen like Mumbai airport so dead. So the whole adventure started like way before I even got to the to the start line. Uh, but yeah, that was like a crazy experience uh, just to be able to get to the start line. Um, and then, of course, the rally, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough rally. It was my first time, so much to learn. Yeah. And uh, the, the scale of the rally is something else because no matter how much you hear from people who have done it, once you see it for the first time, it's like the scale of the rally really, really amazes you. And, uh, you know, while you're soaking that in, uh, when when there's like just you know the start ceremony going on it's like so grand and you know you're soaking that in but when the first day start it it it's like it it hits you in the face because it's so tough like yeah. from the get go like a one they they put you like right into it so yeah that was a great learning curve um and i was starting to you know uh, just understand the format and how to pace myself and so so on and so forth and considering again, I was in the Malimoto, there's so much, so much more to think about because I mean, there's the riding, you come back and then you got to work on your motorcycle as well. So, uh, you know, it takes, takes a few days to get into the rhythm. Um, and just as I was getting into the rhythm, unfortunately on stage five, I had a crash um, and I had to be airlifted, but I mean, okay, nothing as, as, as serious. Uh, it could have been worse. Uh, it, it was a head trauma, but you know, luckily, like, uh, I could still come back to the rally after a two-day break. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, I, I, I then continued. I fell out of the, the classification because I was then bumped into the experience class. Uh, but then I was there and I wanted to finish the rally. Um, that was important for me because I didn't want to end it on a negative note. So Totally. Uh, as soon as I got the clearance from the doctors, I, I decided to go back. 
my god so i finished in the experience okay. class yeah that was yeah one of the top experiences in my life that's fantastic kashish i mean to be able to you know go back uh, to the uh, rally which is uh, you know after a crash uh, that's that itself uh, you know says so much about your character and also i mean you know uh, finishing the car itself is a huge feat actually so um, you know hats off to you for that so tell mm-hmm. tell me ashish uh, how did this um, bug of motorsport bit you i mean like i mean you said you don't have a motorsport background so how come like you decided to go to dakar i mean where did this thought arise i mean this passion yeah so um, like i i have been connected to sports all my life and once i started sailing there was this huge disconnect from sport and you know the like i spent like almost like 10 11 years just focusing on work and and you know the career so sport kind of took a backstage so eventually like when i was 33 34 i wanted to get back to some sort of sport and i love motorcycles and again like as you know it's it's a expensive sport to be in any form of motorsport totally uh, but at least at that time i had i had the the finances to get into it um yeah i didn't imagine uh, what it cost to get to the dakar <laughs> at the time but uh, uh, you know starting locally and uh, doing our national rallies like desert storm raid the himalaya uh, that kind of you know started uh, getting me more and more interested and these are like endurance formats and i like endurance format that that like really challenges you mentally and physically wow. and then i said well what's the toughest rally in the world and that's how the plan came about awesome awesome so what according to you is the right mindset one ought to have you know in order to succeed in a life career or any sport uh, i think looking at the at the at the big picture and the long term picture rather than looking at what serves you now um that is really important uh, consistency is the other thing because when you set long term goals you tend to kind of you know fall off the wagon after some time when it doesn't excite you anymore so um i think in general if you have a if you have a long term goal and you see the big picture and you're patient and consistent i think that's that's the key to success in my my opinion No, no, absolutely, very well said. So, any incident in your life that has changed the way of your thinking? Um, yeah, uh, some things uh, have like I grew up in a middle class family, right? So, there's 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 a certain mindset you grow up with, you know, like have like a very typical life, you know, get a job, save, and and stuff like that. Um, but like when I was around twenty seven, twenty eight, my mom was actually diagnosed with with cancer and uh, and she's Sorry. been like one of the healthiest healthiest persons you know oh. uh like she used to be active sports and and stuff like that and i think that kind of also puts things into perspective because like you don't know how things change overnight um mm. you know and uh, we keep pushing things further and further right i mean we 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 grow up in that mindset like i said like uh, you know you got to save and then you know you think got to think about your retirement and that's that's the typical mindset that people grow up with and uh, i think that's also one of the things that i always remind myself that uh, although it's scary to like put everything into the sport and a sport that you know can really you know uh, injure you and 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 put you put you in hospitals more than often uh, but i think i always go back to that and think well you know it's 
it's something you got to do then you got to do it now because there's no point waiting like tomorrow is not promised absolutely i mean very very uh, nicely put so what's your message to the upcoming young athletes uh my my biggest message is uh, to stay consistent and and think about the long game um and try to grow out of like what you see just nationally and look at what people do internationally uh because like especially in the off road sport here uh cross country running for instance in india uh our formats are very short and to make a transition from national to international is like a huge huge gap because i remember when i went for my first international rally it was in morocco in 2018 um i mean i was i was shocked not just you know to see like what kind of terrain the rallies like the real rallies go through wow but also the the length of the the stages like you're riding 400 kilometers every day which you know it's unheard of uh, here so i think one the most important is consistency yeah. but also looking out and getting out of the comfort zone uh, even though you know the results the first time you go international the results might not be there but you need to just step out and see what what the real rally life looks like you know totally i mean you, as you said consistency and this attitude of never giving up and you know sticking to uh your passion and uh, no matter what i think that's that's such an important uh, message thank you so much for that ashish so let's come to the rapid fire questions now are you sure, yeah, yeah they're short like yeah, yeah online yeah, answers sure. cool okay what's the best advice you've ever got okay this is the best advice i've i've got but i haven't taken it okay. you know take all your money you're going to put in motorsport and flush it down the toilet okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. How do you keep yourself motivated? Uh I don't. Uh motivation comes and goes. I try to stay disciplined. Okay, that that itself is uh I think that makes so much of sense because um, you know if if you continue with the routine and you know that little 1% of improvement every day I think that's that's what is needed and uh, actually that keeps me motivated. So discipline is the key actually. So, uh the best thing about riding I think the the adrenaline that it that it provides especially off road riding like you're always on the edge of traction and I think that's the feeling I like to chase. Best riding memory? Oh, there are there are there are so many. I can't point to one best. Okay. I mean all the rallies be it you know good performance bad performance uh, there are some great memories. So it's difficult to put put into like a single memory. In general like all rallies yeah give me like at least a few of those memories where you are literally in the middle of nowhere doing like triple digit speeds and you know there's there's a lot of chaos happening the bikes like all over the place and you know there's there's all this all that happening but your mind is so calm and uh, this happens with every rally at least you know like you get those moments everybody i i'm sure who has gone cross country rallying has gone okay what's your favorite quote my favorite quote is uh, plan adapt achieve it's my own uh, mantra that i have for myself that's amazing uh your role model i have many i i think any sports person uh not specific to motorsport but in general have something to teach us uh, they might be at the at the top of their game or you know struggling but uh, people who have like people who have overcome adversities in their game for sure uh So there's there's not one I can name. Yeah. One hidden talent. 
it's a tough one. I I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm good at adapting to things. Um, I'm a quick learner. Awesome. What's your biggest dream? My biggest dream is is to not stagnate in life. I want to keep trying new things and uh, you know stepping out of my comfort zone all the time. That's fabulous. I I mean I have not heard this kind of answer as a you know uh, that that's a very very nice answer. Thank you so much. Most embarrassing moment. Oh, this is good. <laughs> so I showed up at at the at the start of a rally, day one, stage one, with two left gloves. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can happen. Yes. Proudest accomplishment so far. I think um yeah I am proud of a lot of my accomplishments because I fought hard for them um finishing the Dakar yes uh, even though it was in the experience category for sure but also recently I finished P11 uh, at the Abu Dhabi Desert Challenge which was a really tough rally so I think I would put that also in in one of the accomplishments I'm proud of Absolutely amazing thank you so much and with this we come to the end of the show thank you Ashish for joining me in this amazing session Thank you so much Garima it's been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening to this episode with your host Garima Aftar. See you in the next one. Have a great day. Bye.